Welcome to the Soulful IVF Podcast. It's your host, Lisa White, and I believe your fertility journey through IVF can be one of more ease, more joy, and more magic. Staying empowered on this path requires us to look within, to go a bit deeper, to hold on to ourselves always. So remember to keep that light alive and let it begin. Hi there. Oh, today's a really special day. The date of 119. And I I wanted to come on live today to connect and share openly and vulnerably. If you're going through IVF, if you've walked this path, you just know, oh my gosh, there's a lot of uncertainty and there's some magical dates. And one of our dates is this one today, January 19th. Six years ago, we had our embryo transfer with our one healthy embryo. And it's just, it's a dream to be sitting here. And although I'm kind of nervous putting myself out there and showing up live right now, I'm always reminded that my message is bigger than my discomfort. And if this helps one person out there to just move forward with a little more courage, a little more hope, like it's all worth it. And um, yeah, so that's why I'm here. I wanted to share our transfer story and I was going through some of my journals. I've been a lifelong journaler and I have books spanning my whole life. So looking at this date back in 2017, it's pretty surreal. <laughs> it's really surreal. So just to get to this point, you know, um, I haven't done a whole talk on my podcast yet about our fertility journey and I'll give the high level right here, but, um, it took us two egg retrievals to get one healthy embryo. And we had a combination of male factor issues. And I also knew that I had uh, uterine polyps that needed to be taken out. So when we started down the path of IVF, our first step after all the testing was to have an egg retrieval. And, um, we, after fertilization, we had four embryos and we genetically tested those. And if you read in my book, hold on baby, you know, the devastating news we got, none of them were healthy. None of them had matching chromosomes and I would have likely miscarried. Went through another egg retrieval and we got three embryos And after genetic testing, one of those came back genetically healthy. We did not find out the gender right away. We waited and um, just holding on, holding on. So I moved forward and I had to have the polyp surgery. Polyps were removed from my uterine lining because that can affect implantation. And about, I don't know, three months or so later came back and they tested and they found that I had scar tissue that had formed from the polyps, from the polyp surgery. So that's one of our setbacks had to have, um, the polyps removed. And then another setback was our doctor who left the practice, our first doctor. And, um, another setback was (laughs) that, um, I was getting ready for a transfer and some of our 
ultrasounds showed that I had some blood in my uterus and they needed to investigate that and halt our transfer. And that's a blessing in disguise. They discovered I had fibroids that had formed. So I'd have fibroid surgery and, um, moving forward, right. Had, had those removed and they checked them and found that we were good to go for our embryo transfer, which happened January 19th of 2017. And it was such a magical day. I mean, that's the only transfer I've ever experienced. I have clients that have, have experienced many transfers and wow, it's, uh, it's unbelievable to, to walk this path and the endurance, the resilience it takes to handle heartbreak and ups and downs. Like I only know the path of our one embryo and our one transfer, but I do know the heartbreak of getting embryos that come back that really are not healthy. So I just wanted to share a little bit um, with the significance of this day. We call it, it's actually really, really special. So my husband and I, we call it our dot day and our Olivia, she's <laughs> lovingly gotten to know this nickname we had for her at the very beginning of the, our journey. My husband gave her the nickname of dot when she was a little dot, um, frozen for a year before we could transfer her during all the waiting and, and just anticipation for what's to come. And for those who aren't familiar with just how small an embryo is, I mean, it's literally the size of a period at the end of a sentence, just this little cluster of cells. So I believe our embryo was about seven days old when, when she was transferred into me, like it's, you know, blastocyst, it, it, it takes time for these little cells to grow and multiply. And at the point of transfer, um, you know, it, it's just so incredibly special to, to witness this little ball, this little miracle, this little dot of light <laughs> being transferred into you. And, um, so I was writing about my experience and this was happening at a really crazy time in history, to be honest. <laughs> um, the day after our transfer was the day that Obama was um, handing over the transfer of power to, you know, who. <laughs> and um, wow. I mean, talk about kind of a stressful time we were living through, right? Um, so I was writing about our experience and waking up and I had some eggs over easy and avocado on toast <laughs> and I was stretching and I was meditating and in prayer. This is how I started the morning of our transfer that day. Um, I remember having dreams, dreams of being late to our appointment. Can you relate to that? Oh my gosh. Like it was, it was just such a significant day. And I'm like, I don't want to be late. I, I want us to go earlier. So we went a little bit earlier. We went to a gas station to kill some time. And when we got there, I had to start drinking 20 ounces of water to begin filling my bladder. Those of you who have gone through transfers, you know, oh my gosh, you got to fill up that bladder, a lot of water. Um, so it helps them with inserting the catheter, um, for the transfer process. And, uh, I also had some blood work done and my acupuncturist, he arrived and I had an acupuncture session right there at the clinic. Um, 
So drinking a lot of water, my husband was there by my side and kind of monitoring that (laughs) as my cheerleader, my coach (laughs) helping me drink the water. Um, and then I changed and we were given a picture of our embryo and I was just looking at it and I'm writing, I'm reflecting on writing my journal here. Um, reading it. It's such a miracle that this little embryo becomes a human. We were brought into the room, (laughs) the room, and I had an ultrasound down on my belly to test the fullness of my bladder. And it was more than full. The assistant was like, you can empty some of that out if you want. And I mean, I don't know how I did that. (laughs) Have you ever tried to like release some urine midstream? And like, it was crazy. I remember kind of emptying a little bit, half of my bladder out. (laughs) I felt a little more comfortable though after that. And then they said, are you ready to be pregnant in about six minutes? (laughs) I'm laughing because it's like, it's just so not the typical way, right? I mean, not very romantic at all, but um, there was a big screen TV that we could see everything. They showed my name and the date, my date of birth go across the screen and they shared, showed the Petri dish with the embryo in it. That was our, that was our dot, little dot. And truly, like, I couldn't even believe what I was looking at. Like, this is our embryo. And I wrote a little speck. <laughs> and the embryologist used a catheter type tube to pull out the embryo, to pull up the embryo. And we watched it go up. And he said, there it goes. <laughs> Then he has a syringe type needle and the lights have dimmed to keep the embryo in a good environment. It's in the syringe. And we look to the ultrasound screen to see my uterus and you see the tube go in and then it aims to the spot where they want the embryo to be in the uterus. And after a minute, I think it was his assistant who releases the embryo by pressing the syringe and then ensure it's, they ensure that it's out and you see this little light sitting in the lining of my uterus. I mean, magical, magical. Um, And we made it and everything went perfectly. They said it was a beautiful transfer. And I'm writing, but I said, I'm so thankful. Tears began to fall and I just felt so relieved. And Dr. Green, who was my second doctor, who many of you know, we do clinical conversations together and the new series on, on the podcast, if you follow along with us, um, he said, happy tears, right? And I said, yes, happy tears for sure. And I just, I was crying and we'd been waiting for this day for so long. And this was the day that felt like forever. And it was finally here. And Jason, my husband held my hand the whole time. And afterwards he buried his head into my arm and it was a a release for him too. We often forget that our partners are experiencing many of the struggles and and fears and heartache that we are too on this path. And we made it to this point and it was, it was successful. (sighs) And they gave us a picture of our embryo and it's still a picture I see every day. It's in my view from the miracle of what our little one started out as. I did have another another acupuncture appointment afterwards, and um, we decided to swing by my parents' house. And we showed them the pictures, and it was just a really special moment. And then we went and grabbed hamburgers. (laughs) I was hungry. (laughs) Um, It's funny, a lot of people go get the French fries, McDonald's French fries after a transfer. And... 
I didn't even know that was a thing back when we did our transfer. I did have French fries and I had a hamburger. Um, and I <laughs> will share if you have questions about this. Um, I'll have to share a conversation I had with Dr. Green because we did a whole video on embryo transfer tips, implementation and transfer tips. And I asked him the question about French fries. And he's like, no, I don't know where that came from, but it's actually not really healthy or helpful for your transfer. So you take it with it, what you want to <laughs> use it for. But um, all these superstitions, like if they help you by all means, like continue to do them. But he did not, he dispelled that myth saying that, that they can help your transfer. But I did have some French fries and a hamburger and our transfer was successful, but <laughs> um, message me. <laughs> I'll share that video at some point. Um, we did that a little while ago, a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, but let's see. So after that transfer, I was pretty mellow on the couch and just chilling out. Um, I, I think I had some worries at times, you know, I didn't want to climb the stairs. And now I know after like learning a lot from, from Dr. Green that, you know, light activity is really good, but I was really just pretty chill on the couch and didn't really move a whole lot. Um, I was reflecting here on all the sweet calls, texts, and emails being surrounded by such a wonderful support system. Some family of mine sent a pineapple bouquet. <laughs> That's another thing, right? We talk about eating some pineapple core um, as a way to help with implementation, the bromelain, and there's different perspectives on that. And again, Dr. Green was like, nope, I don't know where that one came from either. It's not really <laughs> that effective. It actually can be harmful too if you eat too much of the pineapple. But I did eat some pineapple core and um, yeah, I was just in awe. Our, our dog, Ace, oh my gosh, when I came home from that appointment after our transfer, he laid right on my belly and he, I just, I feel like he knew our little fur babies. They just, there's something about them. They have this sense and that gave me some comfort along the way as I was, um, resting and reflecting and just praying that this would all work out. Um, so that's a bit of our transfer and, um, yeah, we have a beautiful five-year-old girl now and it's, it's this wild ride. Hi, thanks for joining friends. January 19th. And it's just always going to be a significant day, our transfer day. So <sighs> I appreciate you being here and listening to our story. It's, it's vulnerable for me to be here and share, but like, as I shared in the beginning of this talk, if I can support others on this path, like I'm not going to let my fear get in the way of that. I, I know that this ride is so emotional and so personal and having lived it myself, it's just, it's, it can be the ride of a lifetime and it all led to where we are now. I had no idea I'd ever be sharing our story, writing a book, starting a podcast, like literally following the breadcrumbs and listening to my heart and feeling called to, to share. Um, I have this, uh, this framed card a friend of mine gave me and it's in my daughter's bedroom and it says it's from Rumi. When you do things from your soul, 
you feel a river moving in you, a joy. And with this podcast, Soulful IVF, this is joyful for me to share and show up and connect and be a part of your path along the way to motherhood. It's a dream that many of us hold. And I hope to be a light to inspire you and keep you moving forward along the way. So coming on live today to share and open up about more about our story. This journal of mine has, oh gosh, I have so many journals. This is one of them that I was writing on. It, it's the, it's the book of our transfer and all of like that first year of, of being um, pregnant. And it's a beautiful book I'm holding in my hands and the, the phrase on the cover is what is calling you and pay attention to that. What is calling you? Rumi says, what you seek is seeking you. That's really beautiful. So if you have a stream of motherhood, I believe this little soul is also out there calling for you too. Paying attention, getting quiet, listening to the whispers. Before my embryo transfer in my journal here that I'm holding, I went to a, a sisterhood gathering and we did some journaling and I'm looking back over my notes and some of the words for 2017 that I wrote down were faith, trust, surrender, and motherhood, a new beginning. And having words that, that speak to us, that call to us, it can help us really to, to lead with intention and I was writing about 2017, that that was going to be the year I wanted to grow deeper into myself. That's what it's all about, right? We're all growing deeper into ourselves. The inner work is what it's all about. And I said the past year, 2016, which was the whole year of surgeries and waiting and wondering just to get to this point of the embryo transfer, the past year has given me immense gifts of perseverance, of faith, letting go, believing, surrendering. I want to grow and always continue moving forward. Physically, I wrote this. Physically, I want to grow a belly. I want a beautiful pregnant belly. I said, a smile comes over my face because I believe it. I feel it. This inner desire to be a mom, my little one, I'm coming for you. It's interesting how I, you know, looking back, I didn't know I was going to write a book at this time, like in January of 2017. And it's like, I write about that. I'm coming for you. Hold on, baby. I'm coming for you. Um, and I wrote, I cannot wait to meet you. Your dad and I have had a journey of the heart to create you and bring you to life. We cannot wait to meet you. Spiritually, I wanted to grow in, in my deep spiritual, soulful side to better richen my personal relationship with source, universe, God, feeling a connection with a higher power that the universe does have my back. I wanted to continue my journey leading and growing with love and not fear. 
Well, here I am showing up leading with love, not fear. I will not be led astray. I'm being guided in the direction I meant to. And I wrote in the area of self-care, I'm going to show myself love by listening to my inner knowing. Big part of Hold On Baby in my book I write about is listening to your inner knowing. To listen when that inspiration hits me. Do I feel called to write, to write a poem, to paint, to send a friend a letter? It's leading with love and honoring what speaks to you. Saying no to what doesn't sit well with you. Saying yes to what speaks from the heart. Hmm. I talked about community and cultivating relationships, deepening in relationships. And I wrote, all I need to focus on in this coming week and the weeks um, coming is one day at a time to breathe, relax. Everything is happening for my highest good. Let that be a reminder for yourself that all this is happening for your highest good. And believing that God, whatever you believe, source, universe is surrounding me with love, support, all intentions to make this a successful embryo transfer and implantation. I'm preparing my body for the miracle of life. All this is preparation. Preparing to conceive. And my partner, Jason, my husband, all we were in this together through the struggles and the joys. We were so filled with anticipation for what was to come. So that was in 2017. And here we are, 2023, six years later on this day. And I'm just kind of in awe of all that has transpired since that time. I appreciate you being here so much. And. I'll be sharing more about our story and if you're on this path, just know my heart is with you and continue moving forward one step at a time. We can only walk through this, right? And we need each other. I truly, truly believe not to walk this path alone. It's so emotional and it's sacred and I get that. So always stay connected to you. And um, I'm sending you a lot of love today. Thank you for celebrating in our special day, January 19th, our transfer day. And I'm thinking of all of you who have upcoming transfers coming up. Fingers crossed, prayers, sending you lots of good vibes and here for you always. Connect with me at ivfmanifestingamiracle.com. Follow along on Soulful IVF Podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast. Be so grateful. If you rate the show, write a review, means the world, share with a friend, growing in this community together. All my love. Bye. This is where it begins, letting the light in, soaking it in.